we're excited. We're going to have a, a little song this morning. My wife is coming. She, We were out last week. We were out the week before on our little Anna Hong uh, birthday celebration weekend. But we are back and we're excited about what God is doing in us and through us. Mm -hmm. Good morning, everyone. Mm -hmm. I got a testimony. Do you? Okay, we're going to try to sing this this morning. As I look back over my life, and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. As I look back over my life, and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Sometimes I could not see my way through, but the Lord, he brought me out. And right now I'm free. I got the victory, I got a testimony, I got a testimony, well Lord has been so good to me, I got a testimony, he picked me up and turned me, I around. got a testimony, he played my feet on Paul's I got a testimony, Woke me up this morning. I got a testimony. You know, love's been so good to me. I got a testimony. The love's been so good to me. I got a testimony. I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. I got a testimony. Oh, God has been so good to me. I got a testimony. He picked me up and turned me I around. I got a testimony. He placed my feet on solid I ground. got a testimony. The Lord has been so good to me. I got a testimony. Lord has been so good to me. I got a testimony. Hey, I can truly say... That, that I've been blessed because I, I got a testimony. testimony. God bless you. I got a testimony. Is there a word from the Lord? We should have a testimony. Uh, I said the funeral yesterday. Testimonies from, from Texas. Testimonies from, from, from Georgia. Testimonies from Philadelphia. Testimonies from the family here in Virginia that I could truly say that I've been blessed because I've got a what? testimony. Our scripture reading this morning comes out of Old Testament book of Proverbs that fourth chapter verses 1 through 13. We're studying out of Proverbs this morning, the fourth chapter verses 1 through 13. Our scripture reads, Hear ye children the destruction of your father and tend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep the commandments and live. 
Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all of your getting, get understanding, exalt her, and she shall promote thee, and she shall bring thee to the honor, and whatever thou doest, embrace her. She shall give thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sins, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in the right path. Where thy, when thy goeth, uh, thy steps shall be straightened. And when thy runneth, they shall not stumble. Take fast hold to instruction. Let not her go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Proverbs 4th chapter, verses 1 through 13. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You know, I'm getting disturbed. Sometimes when church folks said they didn't get nothing out of the service, I didn't get nothing out of the sermon. I, I, I just didn't get nothing. I, I know every preacher don't preach alike, and I'm, I'm glad about that. I don't preach like others, and I'm okay with that. You know, and a preacher, every preacher, has uh, got to get a different style and approach to their message. That's who we are. Some effective, and I guess others are not as effective. And but I, I, I like old Deacon King from Chapel Grove. In my preaching style, I'm satisfied. I'm just, I'm satisfied in how God has chosen me to preach, and I'm confident in my style and my approach of preaching. And I'm tired and 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 a folk that 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 want you to fit into a box. You know, you know. I tried to do that. I, Tried preaching like other folk, but the thing about it is that wasn't what that ain't my style. And and, and a preach a uh, a uh, uh, preacher a uh, message is not about style anyway. And as my mother used to say, you got to preach with no form, no fashion, huh? You know. And 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 one thing about it, it's got to be by the unction of God. Yeah. God gives you that unction of His word, and and I love. A spirited message, but I also like Charles Stanley. I like Charles Stanley. I like Billy Graham. You know, you don't have to be a, a T.D. Jakes or an inspiring preacher for to get the word. I got to get the word because of the truth of the word. Yes. Whether you hoop, like you got the hooping call, or whether you soft and tender, yes. the word of God is what you need to come out yes. of your message. Yes. God promised that he shall send his word forth and it shall not come back void. It's going to prosper what it went out to accomplish. Yes. So it ain't the method or the style, it's the word that goes out. God's word will go out and accomplish what it has, and it pleases him, no matter the delivering style, no matter how loud you get, how fancy you are, yep. it's the word of God, it's the truth of God that brings understanding. Yes. <clears throat> Pastor Larry Robinson came down to preach at Chapel Grove, and he said that he learned that, that you didn't have to sing a prayer to get the word through. Mm -hmm. Somehow we believe that you are, mm, you got to sing this sermon or you got to sing that prayer to mm -hmm. get the word through. Yeah. But he realized that's not the point of it. Preaching yeah. is the same way. You don't have to sing a sermon or sing a prayer to get that word through. Yeah. All preachers doesn't require hooping or rhythm or rhyme or to get the word through. Folk need to hear and understand the truth of his word. And what's more important 
is what do you get? What did you get? When you heard the word of God, whether it was a powerful message, a soft message, what did you get? So today, that's that's my topic. I want to talk to you today on, did you get it, huh? Did you get it? What you get? Did you get it? Let us bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. Now we're asking that you would just touch your dear servant. Lord me down in the deep well of thy salvation. Touch my lips that I might boldly say those things that you have laid upon my heart. Give me the wisdom and understanding and the courage and the humility to be able to stand and proclaim your word, but honestly believe that it is of thee and not of me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Did you get it? You know, in the hymn, the balm of Gilead, the second verse has for me a phrase that peaches Preachers always use, and, 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 and sometimes it's the truth, and sometimes I don't believe it's all the truth. Mm-hmm. Because in this term, it said that if you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus and say he died for us all. Yeah. I don't have no problem with that. You, mm-hmm. you, you can get caught up in saying innuendos and cliches and idioms and that has nothing to do with the truth of God's word. And I wasn't around and I don't have a direct source about how Peter preached and how Paul prayed. But I don't think it matters about the form of fashion and how they prayed and how they preached. It's all about substance and and, and the effectiveness of our prayer and our preaching is about our sincerity and our substance. And my mother was talking about eggs and chickens one day and she said that that the chickens you buy in the store today ain't got no substance and the eggs had yellow and looking like that they've never even seen a chicken mama. Mama was saying that that meat and the eggs have no substance and chicken is just white meat. Eggs is just old yolk bland, no color, no taste in it. But substance matters, doesn't it? If substance matters in chicken and eggs, don't you think substance should matter in our preaching in the word of God? If there is no substance in your praying, if there is no substance in your preaching, no matter how it sounds or how it is presented, how big a word you use, substance is the telltale sign. After all of the hooping and all of the grandeur of the theater is over when we get out of church, I want to ask you what matters is that you get it. Did you get it? Did you get the truth of God's word? Turn around and ask your neighbor. Did you get the truth? Did you get it? Huh? Did you get it? A preacher like Jesus must be what? An illustrator to be effective in his presenting his method. When a good cook is describing its menu, they tell you in such illustrations that you can almost taste it. You can hear the words that my chocolate cake is so rich and decadent and moist and, and, and chocolate and sweet. It's enough that it's, it's, it's sweet, but it's not too sweet. And, and the molten and chocolate, it, it, it oozes out the cake in the center. And then the, my idea of heavenly along with the ice cream and some fudge on top. And can you see how sometimes they can illustrate the meal so much that you can see it with your own eyes? A preacher has the same ability. Yeah. A good illustrator of the gospel can expound the word of God so that you can see with clarity 
those hidden things that God had put into his word. Jesus illustrated his message so clearly with parables that people could understand the divine principle behind it. Some folk are so deep theologically, but the rest of us, we just good illustrators, huh? I'd rather be a good illustrator than being so theologically bound that I can't reach people where they are in their yes, own personal walk. Jesus told the disciples in Mark 4th chapter, verses 10 and 12, when he was along with his 12 and the others that had asked him about the parables, he told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given unto you. But to those that are outside everything in the parables that they have been never seeing, but never perceiving, ever hearing, but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. See, his illustrations through those parables held the secret to the kingdom. But many missed it because they just didn't get it. Won't too, it won't deep enough. Ain't it amazing how a preacher preached a simple message and you said it ain't deep enough. I didn't get nothing out of it. It was surface. It didn't get deep enough for me. But the thing is, it don't get deep to save folk. It don't get, get to help folk. It don't have to get deep. You just need to tell people, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. I read one writer. It was a well-meaning Christian who declares, I believe everything in the Bible, literally. And, and that person was probably misguided. See, so why is that? Well, there's a big difference in saying that the Bible is the inherent word of God and saying that everything in the Bible should be taken literally. Mm -hmm. We've been teaching that on our Friday night class. There are a lot of things that you need to read the Bible, get the substance out of it, not look at it literally. Mm -hmm. Just look at the teachings of Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. He says that if your eye, your right eye, makes you stumble, that tear it out and throw it from you, and it's better for you to lose one eye and or parts of your body than, 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 than your whole body to be thrown in the hell. Now listen to me, children. Jesus is not actually telling you to what? Gouge your eye out your head. He's talking about the seriousness of sin in your life and how we must repent unless we wind up in hell. But every word of Jesus uttered is taken literally, but if every word is taken literally, every one of us be walking around here with what? One eye. So to take it and understand the substance of the word, the wisdom of the word, but not taken literally. Remember, Jesus teaches in what? Parables, metaphors, and allegories, and he uses these devices to what? Illustrate a broader spiritual point. Does the water down the scripture? No, it don't. And Jesus simply using these, what, illustrations to communicate the truth of his word. And this is where the godliness of the Holy Spirit comes in. And that help us to be able to distinguish between what is a literal truth and a parable. Thereby allowing us to, what, understand the rich truths of the world. So as we come to our text this morning, Paul Solomon is teaching his children about those wise choices that we make. Mm -hmm. When the things of God are to be taught precept upon precept and line upon line, not only because these things themselves are great and worth of the weight, but because men's minds at best are inapt to be able to admit 
that our own prejudices against certain things in our life. Each Sunday, a pastor is led by the Holy Spirit to speak the wisdom of God to the congregation as a father would speak to his children. Matthew Henry says, we must look upon our teachers as fathers, though every instruction carried the reproof and the correction of God. So we got to realize that we're speaking for God. So we need to be what? Ever careful of what we say so that we are leading people in the wrong direction. See, the wisdom is the one thing that we need. Any Christian that has salvation, you need salvation, but you got to have wisdom to be able to live in this world. A soul without wisdom is grace is a dead soul. How poor, contemptible, and wretched are those who, with all of their wealth and all power, would die without getting the understanding and dying without Christ. It's a wise thing to accept Christ, but it's a foolish thing to reject him. As a pastor, come on, as a minister, as a deacon or a Christian, as parents, we should teach those that are under us to get wisdom above everything else. Get everything that you can out of life offer, but get wisdom and make sure above all your other endeavor that you get what you need. What is relevant in making you to make the right choices is whether you get the wisdom that you need in your life. Amen. We spend a lot of time in church, especially black churches. We out all the time that we spend in church. We do what do we come away with? What do we come away with after we've had all of these services and all of these programs? See, some come away with a good word, mm-hmm. others with a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But my question this morning: What did you get? When you left church on Sunday, what did you get out of the message that will be able to help you, sustain you, and keep you out of the week? So our first point is that if you can't get it without instruction, you can't get it without some instruction. I don't care what you get. you got to have some what? Instruction. He says that hear my children, the instruction of your father intended to understand it. And, and, and then, for I give to you good doctrine, forsaking not my law. For I am my father's son, tender and only believed in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let not thine, let thine heart retain these words and keep my commandments and live. Mm-hmm. See, church is the place yes. of instruction, ain't it? Yes. And we have all sorts of reasons why we need to go to church. But yes. the principal reasons for us to go to church is to be Taught, ain't it? Yeah. Huh? And, and and Philip asked, you know, you remember Philip met the eunuch on the road that day, and and he took him there, and he asked him about being baptized. And Philip, he was reading in the book of Isaiah, and while he was reading, and Philip asked him, "You understand what you're reading?" Mm-hmm. And and the eunuch had a good answer, ain't it? And most of us don't have that humility. How can I understand unless somebody instructs me? Huh? We come to church all the time and we know it all, but we don't want nobody to instruct us. Huh? It is our responsibility to guide our members in the right direction of getting your understanding. Luke says in Acts 20, 20, and 21, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I have showed you and have taught you publicly from house to house, testifying the Jews and also Greek repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul testified and he preached, but he first what? He taught them. Yes. He had to teach them. Yes. He said, it tells in Hosea 4 and 6 that my people die, what? Because of the lack of knowledge. 
teach them so that they can know and to understand the doctrine so that they can be able to live and teach others. Yeah. I don't care what preaching sounds like how much you didn't get any understanding or anything out of it. What did you get at the end of the day out of it that will help you to be able to live according prosperous life in Jesus? What I've come to realize is that, that, that we get a lot in church, but are we getting what we need? All right. Are we getting a lot out of church, but what are we getting what we need? He says, get wisdom, ain't it? Yes. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline these words from our first head or not. Neither shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all of thy getting, what? Understanding. Get understanding. When Moses came down off my side, now he heard all of the noise in the count. Sounded like they were having church. Noise of worship can fool you. When you there is smoke, there is what? Fire. But where there is noise, there is not always worship. Mm -mm. I don't think that we can get fooled by the sound of it rather than looking at the substance as what's being said. Don't get caught up in sound of praise and worship when there is no fruit. Of wisdom and understanding is the byproduct of it. You know, I, Solomon says they get it and don't just hear it or feel it. He says what? To get it. Don't be like that old rotisserie oven commercial. <laughs> Click it and what? Forget it. <laughs> Many times we come to church, we'll click it and forget, and forget it. Church folk, according to Paul, says that we need to re retort some of the same things over and over again. He writes to the Hebrew Christians for his time that you ought to be teaching others. But you need to be taught again and again about the first principles and the oracles of God and to become such as have need of milk, not having need of strong meat. He said you should have been eating meat by now, but you've been in church long enough. You should have been growing long enough. But the thing is, being in church without getting the word, getting an understanding of the word, I, I like the little word that I, I use a whole lot, should have been done. Long as you've been in church, you should have been and got it by now. Should have been and got it by now, but I would have been and got it by now. But by now, I would have been dealing with the same issues if I should have got it by now. Yes. So then finally Solomon gives them the importance of getting it. Our text says to what? Exalt her. She shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. And when thou doest embrace her, she shall give thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall thou deliver thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sins, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the past. And when thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And then when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. He said, take hold to instruction. Let not her go. Keep her, for she is thy life. She is thy life. It's an important thing for us as a Christian for us to get it. We need to get it. Coming to church is a mighty important thing, but getting wisdom and understanding is more important. Don't let your coming to church be in vain because you refuse to invest in getting the word of God down here in your heart. We have so many that have a surface religion and they fail to get the full benefits of God's what he provides for us. In the book of Revelation, John, he speaks of the churches of Asia and Minor. He talked about eight times of the things that will get us the advantage of God's wisdom. 
Revelation 2 and 7, he said, he has an ear, let him hear. Huh? And to him that overcometh, I'll give him to eat of the bread of life that is in the middle of the paradise of God. Revelation 2 and 11, he said that he that has an ear, let him hear. That, that he that overcometh, he shall not hurt of the second death. He that has an ear, let him hear. Verse 17, he said that to him that overcometh, I will give him the eating of the hidden manna, that I will give him a white stone in the stone, a name that is written, that no man knoweth, saying that he received it. In verse 26, he said that he that overcometh keepeth my works until the end. Unto him I will give him power over nations. And verse 3, uh, Revelation 3 and 5, he that overcometh, the shame shall be clothed in raiment. And I will not blot his book name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father, which is in heaven. Revelation 3 and 12, he that overcometh, I will make him a pillar in the temple of God, and he shall go out no more, and I will write his name, my God, and the name of the city of my God, and the new Jerusalem, which cometh down from heaven, from my God, and I will write upon him my new name, Revelation 3 and 21, mm -hmm. to him that overcometh. Mm -hmm. Will I grant him to sit with me on the throne, mm -hmm. even also as I overcame, and I am sit down with my Father in heaven. Then Revelation 2, 21 and 7, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my people. Ain't that good news? Mm -hmm. God reserves blessings for those who get it. Once you get it, John said that when you hear it with your ears, physical ears and spiritual ears, when you listen to the wisdom and the understanding of God, you get it. You'll get promotion. You'll get honor. You'll get grace. You'll get a crown of glory. You'll get prolonged years. You'll let be led in the right paths of life. You'll walk to be able to give God glory. You'll walk straight. And then when you run, you'll run without stumbling. So he said that take hold of it. Get hold to wisdom. Keep it and it'll give you life. So the important thing in life is once you get involved in a church, once you start studying the word of God, make sure that the word of God get inside of you. Make sure you get it. Don't let your coming be in vain. Revelation 20 and 8 says, for those who don't get it, I just want to encourage you, get it. But those who don't get it, he said, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and, and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the liars shall have their part in the lake of fire with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Mm -hmm. Get to know wisdom and understanding or to deal with the wrath of God and you'll have to deal with it. So I want to encourage you as we close, get the message of God, get the wisdom of God. The message goes out every day in many forms that we preach. But we have an opportunity to hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. If you don't like my way, get it somebody else's way. Get the word of God. Mm -hmm. Peter says in 2 Peter 3 and 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, with not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come into repentance. God is faithful. He's patient. It's God's desire that none of us be lost. He wants us to get it. 
He wants us to get the word. Don't get caught up into finding a church with form and fashion. Get a church that's preaching the word of God. He said that all scripture is given to us by the inspiration of God. It's profitable to doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction of righteousness, that a man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. God's word. When you get the word of God in you, you are ready to be able to move forward and do the work that God all messages are good. All messages should be profound and simple, but we should have the word of God inside of us. I like what that old Chicago Mass Choir says. I got it. The Holy Ghost power. He says, do you want it? The Holy Ghost power. He says, I need it. The Holy Ghost power. But how do I do it? Go back to the altar. Get down on your knees and stay there until you get the Holy Ghost power. So we need the Holy Ghost power. None of us will ever get it. Until we let go and let God. Yeah. Let go and let God. Don't be fooled. God uses whomever he calls. Great, small, male, female, adult, child. Once he even used a donkey. So if he can use a donkey and get a message out. He can get that message from anybody. If you would only open up your ears to hear. The thing is. Did you get it? Yes. If you ain't got it yet. Go back to the altar. Get down on your knees and stay there until you get that Holy Ghost power. My question is again this morning, what did you get? Did you get something out of our message to be able to help us to be able to grow fully to what God desires us to be? God has no desire, wants all us to be profitable in the kingdom of God. But in order for us to get everything that God has for us, get wisdom, get understanding. Then get God. Get the wisdom of God that will draw you to him. Get the power of God that will draw and get you to him to be able to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Wisest decision you'll ever make in your life mm -hmm. when you receive the invitation to accept Jesus Christ. Is there one today? Is there one who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Mm -hmm. If you have not, the doors of this church, on the wall, he ministries here at the Alta Vista, Virginia. Our doors are swings on the hedges of love and welcome. We invite you to come in to be a part of this ministry. Yes, we teach Christ Jesus. Yes, we, we minister and we have outreach and we have work that God has a desire for us to do. But we're about our Father's business. We want to be able to teach the Word. To let you get the word of God down inside of you. That will transform your whole life. God is looking for a transforming ministry. To be able to help people get through the difficulties of this life. Are you ready today to be part of that movement? To be able to reach out and let folks know that Jesus Christ is love. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And we hope that the congregation, those hearers in our Facebook audience, they get the word of God. Get it into your heart. Receive it. Let it come in and, and become part of you. Then you, too, will be ready when he comes. God is coming back looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. But he's looking for his church that has been clothed in righteousness, made whole and perfect by the blood of the Lamb. God bless you today, and may heaven smile upon you. We're going to prepare for Holy Communion, and as we prepare for Holy Communion, we ask that you have juice and bread, crackers of any kind. God does not 
he, he does not reject what you come and offer unto him. He receives it wholly. The word of God in 1 Corinthians 11, chapter verses 23 and 34 says that, For I have received on the Lord that I delivered unto him that the Lord Jesus Christ the same night in which he was betrayed, and he which has given thanks, and he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, I also took the cup and he had sucked. And saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, do often as drink it in remembrance of me. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. <coughs> Wherefore, she shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthy, that she'll be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let this man eat this bread and drink of this cup. And for he that drinketh and eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, and discerning the Lord's body, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. But if, when we are judged, we are chastening the Lord that we judge not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together under condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when he come. Let us bow. Father God, we come as we present this juice that represents your blood and this bread that represents your body. We sanctify it right now according to your word. You said as often as we do it, we give your name preference and praise. So we thank you right now. This wine and this bread we, we bring into holy communion with you and all other believers this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. He said, this is the bread that represents his body. Let us eat together. And the juice represents his blood. Let's drink together. They said in the word that they sang a hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives. We don't have the Mount of Olives. But we do have the hedges and the highways. He said, go ye into all of the hedges and the highways. Compel men and women to come in. So we are compelling others to come in. But we're going to continue to give God praise. And we're going to get the word out so others can get it. They when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. Well, I know it was the blood to save me. Come on, let's sing it one more time and let's smile. No, it was the blood. Yeah, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood to save me. bless you all. We'll see y'all on next week. We pray that you will continue to support us and continue to support our ministry. As we said, we will hopefully we'll be having open service in the next couple weeks or month. 
We have a service that's going to be following us, uh, not on my Facebook page, but on Tyrone Burton's Facebook page. He's going to be following the 11 o'clock service, but we pray that God will continue to bless yes. and continue to bless you. Yes. Be blessed, and we'll see you again on next week. Join us on Friday night at our Bible Institute hour at 6 o'clock. God bless you. God bless you.